Hi, this is Lewis Black, and uh, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Ian Bag. I think a lot of, I think there's also a section of people that voted for Trump that feel like they've been scammed, but won't admit that they've been scammed. You know, it seemed like we fun at the time, and then all of a sudden they're like, holy, this does affect me. Another great chat with Ian. We talked a lot about politics, and uh, we tried to jam some comedy in there as well. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that interview. Uh, Ian, always a great guest on the podcast. Song of the week coming up is from Haim or Haim. Uh, I think you're supposed to say Haim, but I say Haim. Uh, the three sisters from Los Angeles. Uh, hasn't really taken, but uh, I like this new track a lot, and I'll be anxious to hear what you lot think of it. And then, of course, we're going to have a dumb bit here in just a second. Uh, before the song of the week, you will find out how uh, I was a 15-year-old British girl uh, this week. And, uh, well, let's get to that dumb bit, why don't we? Hurricane Irma, as I'm recording this, is actually just north of Cuba right now. It's north of the eastern end of that island. By the time this podcast drops, it will have made landfall in Florida. And uh, in the days leading up to this, of course, the governor of Florida advised folks to evacuate. Then they made it a mandatory evacuation. And, of course, our uh, friend Rush Limbaugh not having it. It's a big hoax. And uh, he... Got kind of a controversy going there. You've probably heard about this, where he's, he uh, pretty much said that the, these hurricane warnings were not to be paid attention to, at least not early on. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And Newsbusters rushed to his defense, of course, and uh, chastised Al Roker, because Al Roker tweeted that Rush Limbaugh saying that uh, Hurricane Irma is fake and the warnings are fake is is uh, is irresponsible. And they rushed to his message, well, you never used the word fake. Well, no, Rush didn't use the word fake, but he did say this. Now, In the official meteorological circles, you have an abundance of people who believe that man-made climate change is real. And they believe that Al Gore is correct when he has written, and he couldn't be more wrong, that uh, climate change is creating more hurricanes and stronger hurricanes. And And first of all, Al Gore uh, couldn't be more right, according to uh, NASA. I'll read this from the NASA website. Already there's evidence that the winds of some storms may be changing. A study based on more than two decades of satellite altimeter data measuring sea surface height showed that hurricanes intensify significantly faster now than they did 25 years ago. Specifically, researchers found that storms attained Category 3 wind speeds nearly nine hours faster than they did in the 1980s. Another satellite-based study found that global wind speeds had increased by an average of 5% over the past decades. Of course, the planet is warming. We know that, which means sea temperatures are rising. We know that. And what is the number one thing that fuels hurricanes? Warm water. All right. So anyway, getting back to Rush. Uh, so essentially, he's saying, you know, oh, this is a bunch of pish posh. And y- yes, do we know where hurricanes are going to land exactly five days out? No. But we have a pretty good idea, and we've gotten way better at it. So people in the Carolinas, even though now at the time of this recording, it does not like it will hit the Carolinas. It looks like it's going to move up into Georgia, uh, and the Carolinas just get kind of like the the, uh, the side of it. Still, those people not wrong to evacuate because you just don't know. And as uh, Harvey showed us in Texas. It isn't always the hurricane itself, it's the rain and the tornadoes that come off of it. So, uh, Rush added this. When Harvey hit, it was the first hurricane that had hit in 12 years. There haven't been more hurricanes and there are no more 
dangerous than any others in previous years. Uh, he's wrong there. Uh, they had a couple of hurricanes between uh, in the last 12 years, uh, uh, see since that would be 2005. There was one in 2006, one in 2007, a bunch of tropical storms. And then there were a couple of uh, hurricanes that glanced Texas. They hit in Louisiana and one hit in Mexico. So Rush couldn't be more wrong there. And he says that, uh, well, he says this. But doesn't matter because the bias is built in. So there is a desire to advance this climate change agenda. And hurricanes are one of the fastest and best ways to do it. You could accomplish a lot just by creating fear and panic. You don't even need the hurricane to hit anywhere. That he is correct about. There haven't been a, a number of an increase in the number of actual hurricanes, but there have been. Uh, they've been stronger, and there have been more named storms. So, uh, and let's see what else does Rush go on to say here. Um, well, here I'll give you a little bit more here. All you need is to create the fear and panic, accompanied by talk that climate change is causing hurricanes to become more frequent and bigger and more dangerous, and you create the panic and its mission accomplished, agenda advanced. So it's not about saving people's lives. It's not about warning people. Uh, Rush just wants you to know that it's all part of a big liberal hoax. And, uh, of course, uh, since he uh, is down there in Florida and broadcast from there, I believe now, but I believe that's where his studios are permanently. Uh, as of the recording of this, I just I saw this on Twitter about an hour ago, uh, Rush quietly got out of, uh, out of uh, South Florida, uh, and hopefully in advance of that, had he gotten trapped, I understand that he uh, went to the store and got uh, plenty of water, uh, plenty of canned goods, and plenty of Oxycontin. Ian Bagg is a stand-up comedian from Terrace, B.C. That's north of Vancouver, gang. But he now lives in Los Angeles. Indeed, he is an American citizen. And it's always fun to talk to Ian Bagg. Here now is our interview with Ian Bagg. Hey, Ozer, what's up? How's it going, man? Okay. Cool. Hey, good. Um, what? What's that? I said QQ. Oh. <laughs> um. So, uh, I guess uh, last time we spoke, it was before the election, and uh, you you had kind of positioned yourself. I guess I screwed that up. <laughs> I couldn't understand. I, I, it winked out. I said, I guess I screwed that up. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was saying the last time we spoke it was uh, before the election and you, you position, positioned yourself as quite the moderate and uh, since then on Facebook it's kind of looked like it's taken a bit of a turn well a moderate uh, I, I'm still moderate compared to the crazy fucking idiot that's in charge there you go yeah I was going to say you, you're like you're considered you're considered a little liberal uh, libertard snowflake if you don't believe in uh, if you don't don't believe don't believe in what he is doing. I know I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely both sides. He's neither side. Yeah, he's, he's a... all about himself. That's that. And the yeah. people that don't believe that uh, are are the people that think he's a smart man that think he's what a rich person does yeah it's not they don't he's he's not pro-america he's pro-himself right but uh he must be smart. so i i, I still 
I still think I'm, I still think I'm a moderate. I just, I just, I'm just confused by, uh, things when you say some, some Nazis are okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's strange because we've got a, a guy in our office at my day job who was a Romney supporter and he is just absolutely appalled by Trump. And he's, of course, he's, he's a Romney supporter that also believes in global warming and social justice and a lot of other things. So he's kind of a crappy Romney supporter, from what I understand. But he, was, he did vote for Romney. And he's just, and, and there's so many conservatives I see that I know that are just appalled by Trump. Not even just like, well, he's not like, because some people were against Bush because he spent a lot of money on a war and conservatives don't like to spend money like that. We shouldn't be going into debt. But they, now they're like, no, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty insane, and it's and it's it's a group of guys and very few women. Like uh, I posted one day, and I got quite a response. Was that I'm surprised how many uh, white supremacist women tan. <laughs> it's it, you know, like it doesn't make sense to me. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's a group of people that blame everybody else for what they don't have yeah and i think we're we're it's and it's nothing to do with trump i think we're in a society where uh being middle class isn't cool it isn't sexy you know what i mean right like uh um everybody should be a millionaire everybody should be a superstar every everybody should be special and and they gotta blame somebody if they're not but it's not and, not uh, blaming any. But they're not blaming people that actually have the power. They're blaming the people that are below them that they think are getting over somehow. That's the amazing right. part, and it's a model that has worked for years, and it has always baffled me. It's like, you know, how do you you, you don't blame the people that are, that are running things? You blame the people that are behind you that you think may be cutting in line or maybe you know trying to get, or get or taking right. advantage somehow. And it, but it works. And trust, it, trust me, it's the it's the rich that are cutting in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I think that you know, I, I you, you grab, grab what you want to be, and you run with it, and you take responsibility for what you've decided to do with yourself. Yeah. Um, I do, I do have a problem with a couple things, like. I think they don't make uh, education sexy. I think education oh, should yeah. be sexy. I think uh, I think see, there should be nothing wrong with uh, being a, a millwright or you know like where you get tickets instead of instead of college education. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't know exactly. I, I, there's, there's, I I'm always impressed by a guy that can build a house that can go into a, a nuclear power plant and do all that. Like education should be uh, should be known as sexy, and it's just not right now. I just I don't I'm confused by the the anger and I the you know it's it's, it's just it's weird times and I hate talking about it. And you are on my Facebook, but it's my personal Facebook. I yeah. don't I don't like business wise I don't talk about things. Yeah. I got rid of my Twitter. I, I, I just don't. I just don't talk about things, and I do make fun of it on stage because a comedian is supposed to make fun of e whichever side in charge. Right. We're we're supposed to we're supposed to do that. You know, we're supposed to make fun of things, anything and everything. Yep. Our job 
is to figure out how to get away with it. Yes. Well, I so, uh, and I've, I've, I've had a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say, hey, I'm a Trump supporter, but, you know, that's really fucking funny. So that's the kind of stuff that I, I, I want, you know? Yeah. Well, I had this conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, too. When I was a kid, like I was six or seven years old, uh, a friend of our family, uh, he, I think he was part of the Big Brothers Association. He's one of the administrators. And he was over, he was sitting at our dining room table with me and my brother, held up Newsweek with Nixon on the cover and said, I am not a crook. And he just did his impression. And I had no idea what was going on in the White House. I was six years old. It was just funny that he was right. making fun of the president. And then, of course, you know, and when I was in junior high, Dan Aykroyd doing Jimmy Carter, I, I had no idea. I knew a little bit more by that time, but still, what was funny was Dan Aykroyd doing this funny voice and pretending to be Jimmy Carter. And but now, people... oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, it's, 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 uh, I think it's always been uh, Dana Carvey doing uh, yeah senior there, you know, exactly. uh, uh, Will Ferrell doing junior. Um, people, people, you know, made a, there, it's, there, there, there's always been jokes like about whoever's in charge. There should be. We, exactly. we go for people's fault. Right. Uh, I think a lot of, I think there's this also a section of people that voted for Trump that feel like they've been scammed, <laughs> but won't admit that they've been scammed. Oh, yeah. That's like when you give your, your email you know, to the Nigerian prince, you don't want to tell anybody you did that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it seemed like it was fun at the time, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy, this does affect me. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have thrown an egg at the uh, principal's uh, house, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, but there's also a group of people that uh, feel that he supports them, and they're right for blaming the people that they're blaming. Yeah. It's, he, he's still... It's weird how he's using part of the Republican playbook effectively, but then he's kind of going off script and even upsetting Republicans, which is even more baffling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that they get more fired up about him not doing their conservative things than standing up for racism. Yeah. It's nothing. You know, I was like, when I was watching Paul Ryan and them get all angry about what he did with the, with the, debt, the debt ceiling, I'm like, huh, would have been nice to see that kind of anger during uh, Charlottesville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and... It, so, but, I don't know, I just... It's it's very, you know, it, it's... Uh, if, if you don't believe in global warming, I don't know what you believe in right now, you know? Uh, it's everywhere. It's in California. Well... well in the, California, was, there was 90 degrees and humid the other day, and suddenly there was a thunderstorm. That never happened. Yeah. Well, what they're trying to do now is they're trying to... The, the, late, the latest thing now in the past couple years I've noticed is they're starting to say, oh, well, yeah, there's global warming, but, eh, what you're going to do, it's weather. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're right? not making the, the connection. Well, there's though. also this other group. There's this other group that I, I watch, and, and it's funny, the couple people that I've seen, because I keep my personal Facebook pretty personal, but there are some people on it that I just don't know. Yeah. But there's this one lady that's always... She believes in uh, immunization causes um, uh, um, autism. Autism. Yeah. Which, which I don't believe because you can see actually autism in generations. So there's just no way. Right. Um, um, but she posted something yesterday about 
that the weather is being used as weapons. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, so who's exactly who's who's attacking Florida? <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, it's just I'm just like, there's always always going to be those conspiracy people, no matter what is on the table. I also I also have a, I kind of think it's a, when it comes to uh, uh, news magazines and stuff like that, uh, like news channels. I find Fox News is much like the Inquirer or uh, World News, you know, that uh, that crazy non-basis uh, tabloids, and then MSNBC and CNN are kind of like People Magazine and Us. Yeah. You know, it's based on kind of glitz, it's kind of smooth, but I, I don't, I don't, even though I watch it, because I like to look at both sides, and I like to look at CBC, and I like to look at CBC, and what else is all going on around the world. Yeah. 24-hour news does not help anybody at the end of the day when they put on these news magazines and don't say these are these are opinion shows. These aren't real news. Right, it's, exactly. It's based on news, but it's opinion. I mean, it's nice that we, in a way, have 24-hour news because... Uh, you know, it's nice if you are a shift worker and you get home at 3 a.m. and you want to watch the, the national yeah. report, but you shouldn't be watching yeah. it all day long because <laughs> they've got a lot of time to fill. I shouldn't be just repeating the same thing. And you have to look at these channels and go, oh, they do have entertainment shows on them. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, so so that's not, it's not, they're not 24-hour news channels, but there's certain things that are just they're entertainment. It's, it's filling, you know, it's, well, I think you've hit on the head. It, it, they're they're twenty four hour opinion channels. There's like maybe news at the top of yeah. the hour, but then it's it's uh, it's opinion from from that point on. It's not even like when you listen to BBC World Service. You know they do have a news hour, but it's only on a couple times a day. They have well, a top of the news broadcast, and then they have more sort of documentary. And uh, where where people where channels have to have a half an hour of news where, which wasn't based on ratings. Yeah. Is that still is that still a thing? No, they got they got, I think they got rid of that. I think there's a, a thing now where stations are um it's to their benefit to run like children's and educational program in in order to satisfy their license, but no one's license is in danger because the only people that can afford broadcast license are, are the rich people. So what what difference does it make? Right. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I think there should be. I think there. I think there should be a half an hour where there's just, it's just there's no there's no advertising. Yeah, you're gonna was, get the that's 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 what is gonna give you the real truth right there. Yeah, that was the old public affairs model, and yeah, they they got rid of that. I think they kept the educational component for people's broadcast licenses, but I think they threw the public affairs thing out because there's no more public affairs programs on anymore. Our local public radio station has one. But uh, none of the TV stations do, that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I, uh, I, this gym I go to, there's this old guy that I talk to, older white guy, and he used to be a banker, and he's a Republican, and we just, I see him probably about once or once a week, and he'll, he'll just laugh with me, and we'll, you know, like we're nowhere near the same political stance, but we just laugh about what's going on. Right. There's just nothing else you can do. Yeah. And he's funny. He goes, he goes. I sell a little, my, my, little bit of my stocks because I just there's just no way that this can 
You know, he said, and it goes up even more. I just, he said, I can't believe it. We talked the other day. It seems to be correcting itself now, right? It seems to be kind of falling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, my, my stocks haven't, my stocks, I, I'm, I'm stupid. I got into technology, I'm not technology, into fuel cells and, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, stuff for making pot grow better. <laughs> so you go. I picked the wrong time to buy those. So I got long term stuff, so I'm just like, oh god. Well, you're young. It's not gonna affect me when all that stuff. Exactly. So. Yeah, you still it's enough time to correct itself back in your favor. So you'll probably hopefully, hopefully, hopefully my fuel cells and my natural pesticides start to grow. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it'll be in pretty good shape. Um, so uh, comedy wise, what are you up to uh, lately besides you know headlining around the country as usual? Oh, comedy's been uh, comedy's been great, you know. Like uh, it's been real busy for me. I've been having a lot of fun, screwing around, and also I've been uh, I've been working really hard on uh, on shows. I've um, I, I uh, I've been working with two different showrunners on two different um, types of television shows, and we're out pitching right now. And the response has been great. Like we just started pitching, and uh, I can't talk about it, but. You know, there's a couple companies keep calling us back, and we've only been out to two companies. So, well, that's cool. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, it'll be much easier for me to get to people, and they'll they'll want to see me easier if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but, but you know, I I I I, I kind of think that's why I'm moderate because I I do love what I do. Like I have a great time, even the worst days. Still a great day. Well, yeah. So, I, I had this conversation with Jimmy Dore once too. Is like you know, you know, and you know, Jimmy makes us look like you know, uh, like Robert Taft. Um, he's uh, right. But, but I said, Jimmy, you're still an entrepreneur. You're still in business for yourself. You're you know doing, and there is that. We're not against people making money. And if you should you know, if you're working right. hard, you should have a bigger house than me. If I'm not working as hard. But on the other hand, I shouldn't have to go bankrupt because I get cancer. You know, so. It's that balance. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely. We got, you know, I, I believe in taking care of. You, you, you fight for the for the weak and the and the, and the, the elder. You know, you, you fight. That's who you fight for. Right. So that, yeah, you don't fight for the guy that's doing just great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, right. the other thing is like you know, and as you you've gotten more successful, and you're, you're probably going to run into this is if you, when you start speaking out on things. Is that people get mad at you? This whole liberal, the limousine liberal mentality. It's like, so wait, because Roger Moore, uh, Roger Moore, Michael Moore, uh, happened to take a limousine from the airport to his townhouse. He can't point out social injustice. I don't understand. Colin Kaepernick can't take a knee to point out that pe- that black people are being treated unfairly in this country because he makes a lot it's of money. Amazing. So he should it's, shut up. Well, he's the he's the guy that should be standing up and pointing it out. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the kind you should have. Is that, I, if you look at history, we never recognize things as they're happening. You know, when the guys put up a fist at the Olympics and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's at the time, everybody, I don't know if people are scared to lose what they have, or but nobody ever, nobody ever, uh, the support isn't immediate. No matter what, even gay marriage, you know, like Obama was against gay marriage. And oh, I yeah. think he was a great president, but it's, it's, it, it, it takes a lot to. It seems like the strong usually have weird opinions about keeping other people down, right? There's 
Yeah. They're scared that what they have is going to be taken away. And you right. know, the, the middle class are scared what they have are going to be taken away. And the, the lower middle class think it's already been taken away. So um, you, you, you can't. You can't be you can't you can't be scared to stand up for what you think is right, and you also can't be scared to listen to why people think you're wrong. And it's okay to say no, that's that's you're wrong. I'm I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. So yeah, and and to do it so, in, in a civil way that doesn't you know take the focus off the yeah. actual issue. Yeah. So. And hate is hate is not a way to live, man. It's just that's no. just. Oh, it's just a gross way to live. It's just a hard way to live. And, what, um, and what's weird is I, I hope yeah, I hope people that you know the people that I want to come that, that I want to come see my shows and want to listen to me are the people that want a good night out, want to have a good giggle, want to have a laugh, but are uh, you know they go home and they take care of their family if they if they have kids, they go home and they they work hard and 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 and. The kids want to go to soccer, and, and they're overtired because they're doing things with, with their family, but this is their time out that they come out and just laugh. I don't want the people that they don't want to raise the next generation if, they're, if they've decided to have kids. And if you're single, I would just want you to, you know, you should be, if you're single, you should be just having fun. You should just, there should be a lot of, you know, mistakes made in your life, and one of your mistakes should be to come see my show. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good way to put it, man. So, what else you talk about on stage? You know, b- besides this kind of stuff, occasionally, there's still the stuff that's happening to you. Um, kind of. Yeah, I talk. I've been talking a lot about you know just just life and my, my you know in my world, my dogs and my wife and traveling around the world and uh, you know just you know I, I I think the thing that separates me from other comedians is I'm also. I'm very curious about the audience. I yes. want to know if I if I bring something up, you know, that I have. I want to I want to know that somebody else has that. So I'll ask them, and then I'll hear their answer, and it'll spin it into something cartoon-like in my head. Yeah. It's not. It's not about uh, some people. I get compared to uh, Don uh, Don Rickles a lot, but I'm not. I'm not that way. I'm more Jonathan Winters, where I. I would just, I just, I just need that spark that sends something away, and you're my yeah. spark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good way to put it. I think. I think you can, you can kind of see that uh, that legacy in there now that you point it out. But yeah, I wouldn't have uh, made that connection until you just said that. Now it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just not. You know, my shows aren't aren't for the weak. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I find I find the people that. Um, that don't like my shows are the people that are not very well educated, but also not educated in life. It's, you need yeah. a little bit of both to have fun on my show. The people that, that I've seen flip out my shows uh, are are lost. They're just they're, they're terrified that they're lost, so they lash out. Yeah, that's a good way to so. put it. But um, but as we've just said before, you're I think you're considered one of those people that's a, a comedian's comedian. So people would, if you're a comedy okay. aficionado of any kind, uh, you should go see Ian Bag, and um, hopefully again you'll be in. Every time you're in Cincinnati, we have something else going on. I think last time you're here, we were moving my daughter into school or something, and or moving her out or something. But and uh, yeah, yeah, you something was going on. Yeah, but uh, we'll get it sorted. I don't know what I'm gonna. 
I don't know when the next time I'm going to be there. I look forward to coming back to Cincinnati. Minneapolis is where I take order yep. from there next week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the week after. Next week. Next week I'm in, <laughs> supposed to be in Tampa. Oh, that's so, right. Maybe I, not. I might be going. I might not be going, and I might be doing just fundraisers all week. So no, we'll see you... what happens. All right, man. Well, good talking to you again. Thanks for taking the time. And, uh, it's good, good right. talking to you. And, and, and please, if you listen to this podcast, don't think it's uh, my show's just political. Oh, yeah, you know, exactly. I do have my beliefs, and I'm not scared to talk about my beliefs. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 want people, I want people to do the best they can in their life. I don't want I, I There's nothing worse than seeing someone make a decision and not realize that their decision has a reaction, and their reaction is... It's going to affect them and their family the rest of their lives. I want people to make the right decision, and I want them to be able to 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 be the best that they can be. I don't, I don't, I don't like negativity. I like positivity. I'm for people. Because yeah, you're because can, <laughs> you're Canadian and you're so nice. Ah, you're so sweet. All right, bye. <laughs> All right Ian. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Thanks again to Ian Bag for being on the show. Ian is supposed to be in Tampa, as you heard, uh, September 14th through the 17th. Uh, that is TBD, to be determined, gang. We will see if that happens or not. Check his website, ianbag.com. Check the Tampa Improv's website as well to see. Although, if you're in Tampa, I think you'll have a good idea whether it's going to be happening or not. He's in Minneapolis, September 19th through the 23rd. And if you're listening to this uh, on Sunday, the day it drops, he's still in Las Vegas at uh, Tropicana, the club there. I think it's the Laugh Factory, I think, has a place in the Tropicana. It's in the Tropicana. If you're in Vegas and you're catching this now, uh, run over there catch Ian Bag. And as he said, uh, a little reminder for you, uh, YouTube some of his stuff. It isn't at all what we talked about on the show, basically. It's much more audience interaction, kind of like Apollo Poundstone and Jimmy Pardo, but still different. So you'll see what I mean when you see. So do go enjoy him. Um, my favorite band, of course, OMD. New album out, The Punishment of Luxury. Uh, it is climbing the UK album chart. And we were all excited, uh, us OMD fans, to see how high it got. At midweek, uh, it was at number three. And, of course, on the official chart show on BBC Radio 1 with Greg James, they announced the top albums. They used to do the top ten. Now they only announced the top five uh, in the middle of the top ten singles. So I was sitting there nervous like a little kid waiting to hear how my favorite band had done. And, well, here's what happened. New entry from very popular in the 80s, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. And actually, let's be fair, popular now. Number four album, The Punishment of Luxury. Their 13th studio album. Huh? Ah, some love from Greg James and Radio 1 for OMD. How about that? There you go. So uh, that was nice to hear. Number four, hey, we'll take it. That's, that's good to see. And that moves us on to the song of the week, which I've also heard recently on Radio 1. Again, Haim, as I said in the intro, i never really a big fan of it, just never took. But I heard this song the other day. I'm like, oh, I really like this. This is really cool. And the song is A Little of Your Love. It is Haim. It's, it's a jaunty tune. I think you'll enjoy it. It is our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. You're just another recovering heart I wasn't even gonna try You wouldn't even give a time Could be so easy and make it hard Don't think I bet it up too much My love is gonna be enough You're so close now Right.
Right back, huh?